Or I, I was just kind of curious because I know you have multiple things going on, even past what you mentioned just now. Mm-hmm. Is it that like itch for something new that kind of keeps you driving into different things? Because uh, I know I'm like that, right? Like I started a new branch and now I want to do acquisitions and all that stuff. It's because I kind of get bored in what I'm doing and I either need to push myself or I need to divert and do something new. Yeah. Is that kind of like the same feeling you get? I think so. Yeah. I think it's a little bit um... – Cause it's not even about the, like for my aspect, it's not even about the money, right? Like I make enough money where, you know, I could make this every year and live a happy life right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's just more of so of that, uh, itch and drive to yeah. do something new. And, and I wouldn't even say it's not it, it, some, I guess some of it could be, you yeah. could call it boredom, I yeah. guess, but it's more, I get just the, that challenge, man, I guess again, under, you know, trying to jump out there and do something. Get to solve different. new problems. Yeah. yeah. Continue to push. And and I'll be the first to tell you, man. Like I'm really, uh, I'm really good at ideas. Yeah. And I'm really good at starting. Uh, if, if you ask my wife, there's probably 80 projects at the house that are 90 <laughs> percent complete. Yeah. Uh, I'm really good at, at, at kind of jumping out the gate, man. And I'm, I'm I'm good at getting people together to get things going and stuff like that. But dude, I'm not the execution. No, nah, man. I'm not your CEO. Yeah. Sit at the desk every day dot the t cross the i kind of guy that's typically how uh, most people are yeah well, i think there's yeah. a, there is a there's a different culture inside of starting than maintaining mm-hmm. and so like i i the, com- the company i own and operate with my best friend you know we're 50 50 in that and more so than just equity splitting it's personality splitting and so i'm very good at building a team and casting a vision and creating opportunity and rallying the troops and getting it moving and creating something from the dust. And he's really good at maintaining and making sure that that's, that it's running optimal, you know? And so we're, we're really a great yin and yang. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, it's the same thing for us. And like, like you had an opportunity inside of an opportunity, you started your company and then you're like, man, this taking too long to get my truck serviced, you know? So I'm just going to start a, you know, it'd be easier for me to go find a mechanic, you know, right. just start my own deal here. And then, you know, your buddy down the street's like, well, can he work on my trucks too? And you're like, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Th- that vertical integration, I think, is where you start seeing like that next level of entrepreneurship because, you you know, you go from one to the other to the other to the other. And it's all building towards one common thing. But, the, you know, if no was not an option. So if, if Thomas came to you today and was like, hey, we want you to take over, you know, the Carolinas, all of Georgia, Florida. You know, and, you know, we need you to do it in the next 36 months. You'd figure it out. Yeah. You know, yeah. if if they took it from 36 to 24, you'd figure it out. Mm-hmm. It just adds a layer of, you know, an, another layer of the onion to, to solve that riddle. But that's just it's the drive that's inside of an entrepreneur yeah. to just figure it out. And, and, and I actually work better with that pressure. If there's a deadline, I, it, it makes me move faster. So, yeah. you know, like we're 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 touring, toying with acquisition and all this kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And like. It's a it's different, but it it sparks something in me, and inside of that creativity, it flows over into the pre existing business as well, and so it just you know like my my partner's like man I don't ever stop trying to buy companies and grow and start new offices because there's just like this electric thing that happens when you're doing that that just lot, it charges everything here you know so yeah. he, he he you know he's always like man this uh dream up something because I need you to be <laughs> you know back in that headspace and don't yeah. worry so much about what's going on here just you know, stay in that, that dreamer role and that, you know, so I'm super blessed to have a partner that I can lean into that way. He takes care of, he's the cleaner, right? He comes no, behind good. me and, and takes care of everything. So yeah. 
So do y'all think that entrepreneur drive that's built into people, do you think that's something that can be cultivated for people that's not built into, or do you think it's, it's something you have to just have? I think every, I think people can flirt with it. That's yeah. why, I, that's why entrepreneur books and self-help books and stuff sell so much. That's why, you mm -hmm. know, they, it's not, you look at New York times, bestsellers and all this kind of stuff. It's always those, you know, yeah. dream bigger, do more kind of books. Yeah. So I think a lot of people flirt with it and they want it. Right. I think a lot of people want it. Yeah. A lot of people will probably start down that road and then yeah. realize it's a little know, harder than you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, let's be, I mean, let's be, there's a level of comfort, right? Yeah. Uh, going to the same place every day, 401k, you know, you know, like I, I think of like my dad, very successful life, you know, started with nothing, went to work with Duke Energy, ended up being a supervisor there, worked there, retired, lives, has a very good life, very good retirement. He's not that guy. Like I went to him several times. Hey, why don't you do this? We should do that. And he's not doing it. Yeah. Because he's got that level of comfort. And, and he had that path that he set for himself. He had a plan. And there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely. Uh, so I think a lot of a lot of people want to, or they think it's exciting and would love to jump down that road, but but then they see that there's that risk involved. You know, I could do this and lose everything, type thing. Well, I think that the 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 reality of it is, is it's not as sexy as it seems. Mm -hmm. So everyone wants that reward, but they don't want the work. And so yeah. you know, they're like, oh, you know. This just looks so good. They own this thing, and you know, doing a podcast, and they're they're took a family vacation to Hawaii. And what they don't realize is, is that, you know, you, you were awake working a hundred hours a week, nine yeah. weeks in a row before that vacation, you know, or, like, or while you're there. Yeah. The yeah. Whole time. yeah. yeah. So, so while yeah. you're there, you yeah. know, you're like, Oh yeah. man, you know, it, you don't yeah. get to shut off. There, no. there is no shut off. And so yeah. people don't, I don't think people understand that backside. It's like a pipe dream. And so, and that's where you start seeing like, Hey, you know, the biggest thing in the world is like, if, if I can't do it, I'll make up an excuse why he could or she could. Right. And so, you, you just have this dynamic. And I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My dad started his own business. You know, my dad didn't graduate high school. He mm -hmm. just, he, he was forced to go to work because his family needed money. So mm -hmm. he, he created a company. He was very successful, dumb, you know, he's young and making crazy money, did a lot of dumb things. I experienced those. I was the oldest I only I have a sister. And so we grew up in this thing of like, you know, we, I can remember my dad coming in on a, on a Thursday and be like, let's go to Panama city for a week. And like we just go. Yeah. And we'd leave there, and he'd be like, well, let's just go from here to, you know, the mountains for a couple of days. And, like, we just did cool stuff like that. And I remember as I got older, I was, like, thinking back, like, man, I want that for my family. Yeah. yeah. And I can't achieve that unless I build something. And my sister kind of is the opposite of that. She's a hard worker. She's dedicated. She has no desire to do her own thing because she likes the stability of, you know, I got good health insurance. I got Because she remembers, you know. No matter how successful you are, you own your own business. There's just certain things that you don't have the the advantages of. Like, hey, my dad's not home, you know, at six o'clock, or that lifestyle that that entrepreneurs fall in. Like, she remembers that, so she has a different spin on it. Like, I have no desire for any of that in my life. Yeah. And so that it's just weird how it happens. I think you know, you, you're just born with it. Like, if you're yeah. gonna do it, you were mm -hmm. born with it. There's something in you, some kind of adversity, something, yeah. and you you overcame it, and it's almost like. I can overcome anything. I think there's a piece of it too, and I'll ask you guys like it, like growing up or like my whole life. I've always like I'll see something, and I mean, and and this is crazy. Like it could be very successful. You know, it might be, I don't know, Starbucks, whatever. Right? Yeah. They've got it pretty nailed down. I think they're doing okay. 
but I'll go there and I'll see something. I'll be, man, that, I could do that. That should be, they should be doing it this way. Yeah. Like if they just did this, it'd be better, you know? And I think just having that mindset too, a lot as an entrepreneur, as a business owner and stuff, is just being able just to be open-minded enough and see things, uh, slow down enough to see things, right? To where you can say, hey, if, maybe if we just did this little twist, how, what would that change? Like if, would, would, would people jump or flock to my business now if I did this just a little bit different and made it a little bit easier for the customer, right? Having that mindset. I mean, with oh, for sure. My, my wife hates it. She yeah. calls it what they ought to do syndrome. Like yeah. we, we go to a restaurant or something, and it's like, I'll tell you what they ought to do. You know, like, <laughs> you're, you know, you're going yeah. through, like, the old change thing. Yeah. And it's like, I'll tell you what they ought to do. Like, my wife's like, oh, you're the king of this. Like, I can't wait to hear it, you know. Yeah. And uh, But it's just, yeah, my mind's always thinking that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so inefficient. Like, I do it with things our children are in. Like, I, yeah. I was know. doing it last night in gymnastics. <laughs> I made the monthly payment, and she said, on the back of the receipt, write their name and how old they are. And that's how they check off if you pay for the month. Like, <laughs> Yo, you know they got like a CRM that like automatically draft us out and keep track yeah, of yeah. it. Like we're living yeah. in the stone ages still. I'm yeah. telling you, man. There's so many. Like, there's nothing that I, I and I and I know that about myself, and I know that like, you know, I, so like what I tell myself is they didn't pay me to consult, so I'm not gonna tell them. But the reality is, is like I just don't want to, you know, be yeah. that guy. Yeah, that, yeah. I have to. So, I've, I, I've had to stop myself from saying things yeah. a lot of times or just keep it to myself now. Yeah. Because I'm sure it's annoying to hear from everybody. But, <laughs> but hey, man. Good. You yeah. never know. It's true. It, I, don't, I don't know about y'all, but I was recently thinking about how cool it is, is that when you first, I don't know about y'all, but when you first start out, you have your ultimate vision and then mm-hmm. you hit that vision like nothing. And then it just keeps developing and evolving and evolving. And then soon to realize, you know, like how, how small you, you've been dreaming and how yeah. much bigger your dreams get. So like, a good friend of mine, when, when we first started, sat down and had lunch with him, one of the owners of Langston Construction and, he, he threw out a book to me by Rockefeller. Yeah. And so I read the book. Rockefeller, his whole life, he had a thing he called his B-hacks. It was his big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah. And he always started with the B-hack. So his first goal, he would write that down. And then he backplanned from there, right? Big thing in the military they teach you to do. This is where we're going. Here's our objective. How do we get there? You backplan your way back. So essentially the same thing that Rockefeller was doing. So when we, we sat down, you know, we're like, all right, B-hack. All right, what's our B-hack? Well, we have one truck now. You know, I'd like to have – Two by then, three by the end of the year. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I think we had like five by the end of the yeah. year. You know, and we just kept doing that. Well, we want to shop by year three. Well, we had a shop like eleven months into it. You know, uh, all of those things, and, and we started doing that in our personal life. You know, it's, okay, cool. We, this is what we want to do. This is when we want to retire. This is our BHAG. and then we start backing up from there. So I'm with you, man. Like it's that that the power of the mindset, right? Of just setting that goal, putting that in your mind. Uh, you talk about acquisitions and building and stuff. We've got. Uh, you've know, got some little, some side stuff and things that my wife and I are getting into. Uh, so I've started in the mornings, I'll get a cup of coffee and we've got some huge tilt wall construction stuff going on across from our shop. And I'll just pull in there and I'll sit there and stare at it for a minute. You know what I mean? I can go to my office and sit down and start getting busy. Or I can sit here for a few minutes, enjoy a cup of coffee for five minutes and just think, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Slow down enough and, and start thinking bigger, right? Then what, you know, I, sure, I can go over here and build a 20 by 20 office space and lease it out. But why can't I own a 40,000 square foot tilt wall building someday? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's the BHAG. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I want something that somebody will pay me $40,000 a month for and I can go hang out. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah, on a beach somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. or you know, hit the mountains and do some fishing, right? Absolutely. But uh, just 
being able to think outside that those lines, man, and, and set those big goals and back plan from there and figure it out. You know? 100%. How do you think that – I know one one thing, like, as an entrepreneur is really hard is, is pulling yourself out of the day-to-day and really being able to focus on the future. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you find yourself managing that kind of task? Because I know you personally, and I know yeah. – <laughs> no man you said something to me recently actually you did uh we were talking we were over in the warehouse man talking yeah. and uh uh and I, I won't share with everybody but you you threw it out there and it just got my mind spent and it really you know i feel like i was i was i was doing some of my very best work for our company yeah when i had a notebook riding around in my truck and i was stopping somewhere to get coffee and would sit there for an hour and i still have that notebook with just all these crazy ideas and running numbers and trying to figure out how to get there type thing uh my role what i do well for our company is not uh planting loads every day and running this and doing that yeah. i was doing it because i had to and and it, and that's what happens right yeah. you you grow to a point where you know all right we're doing this i can't really afford to hire anyone else so i have to but but we're failing if i don't type thing so Absolutely. you got to figure out a way to trim money here trim money there to get the right person in um so we're kind of in that stage now where we're trying to find the right people yeah that and and really restructuring ourselves internally realizing that you know like you and your friend hey this guy's better at doing this than i am so why am i trying to do it yeah and i will say one of my biggest faults uh just as a person man is i keep everything really close i'll figure something out and i'm not real quick to share it with someone else yeah and mainly it's just because it's not a, a selfishness type thing or not that I think I do it any better. It's just that I feel like if I take the, if I have to take the time to spend a week to tell this person how to do something that I can do in an hour, then I'm wasting time. I could be doing Absolutely. something else. So I've, I've had to get really, I've got to have, I had to get a lot better at that. Yeah. Not, not keeping all the trade secrets in to my yourself. head where they'll get lost. I promise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Share that with someone else, put it on paper, actually put it in a share drive, let everybody have access to it. Like, you know, let the company run without me being the one having to do it all the time. Uh, that's been a big piece of it. Yeah. Just trying to figure that out. So, and we're, we're in that process, man. Like we've recently done some things that's, that's helping out tremendously. So being yeah. that type of person and being in the process right now, like what, what, what you were telling yourself in the beginning, is it true now? Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like being like in the beginning, you were telling yourself you, you kind of need to hold on to all this information, but now you're in the process of kind of giving up, relinquishing mm-hmm. control. Do you see like a light at the end of the tunnel, or do you think it was better just kind of hold all that? Oh no, and, no, it was way better. Yeah, give that information out. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think that's it's something that everybody mm-hmm. struggles with in entrepreneurship. Is that you, sure. you, you spend so much time trying to start, and then when mm-hmm. you start, you got to grow. Yes. Then once you start growing, you got to flip that to scale. Yeah. Right? right. And so people die at the scale part. Right. Yeah. That's where people start. That's where most businesses end because they, they yeah. upside down their cash flow because they go and leverage money or they do something or they, they take on a bigger staff and then they, they're, you know, there's, there is definitely a slingshot in scale because you're, you're hiring people who can't do it as good as you or as fast as you or as efficient as you at the beginning. And so you feel like a, it, you're paying more money and you're making less money. But if you can ride that out, when it lets go, it's going to hurl the stone, you know? Right. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I tried to explain this to, a friend of mine, I was like, man, in the beginning, you're the coupling, right? So, like, in the beginning, you're like, man, I'm I'm the coupling, and the, there's no income. So, the, there's the, the pipe coming in, the money coming in, and every, the process coming in is so small. The flow is so small that you can handle it. 
And then what ends up happening is you're a three inch coupling and you've grown to a 10 inch feed pipe or you got this big giant business. And if everything has to come through you, yeah, yeah, you become the, the log jam of your company and everything's having to smash down. And the crazy thing is the other side is that that, that coupling can only release into something as big as itself. Yeah. And yeah. so when you remove that, then you, it, it just opens up the floodgates and that thing can grow infinitely larger and do more things and stuff like that. And then you can just take that, you know, that coupling and attach it to a smaller feed pipe and grow something else and grow something else. And it, it, it is so hard and it's, it's fun because I struggle. Like I say, I'm good at division. I'm good at the start. I'm not good at sustaining. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that struggle, but the struggle that I have is, is what do I do now that it's working? Right. Yeah, Cause I'm yeah. going to lose interest. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not, not that I'm not passionate about it. I've just, that's not my skill set. Yeah. And so, um, I'm able to, you know, move on to the next thing, but a lot of people get there and they, they, maybe they struggle with the, with the starting and it finally works, but then the scale is like having to let go, you know, and, uh, the, uh, the, the guy that I was sharing that with, you know, he was like, man, my team sending me this stuff in. He's like, they worked on this thing for two weeks. And then literally in 10 minutes, I can find every flaw in it. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you doing? And he's like, well, I'll do it this way. And I was like, did, did you give that tool to your team? He's Before like, they started? No. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, there's your you, problem. You're yeah. handicapping them. Man, imagine if they could do, if it took them two weeks, imagine if they could do it in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's insane. That's 500x production right there. And he's, yeah. he's like, I never thought about it that way. And you know? I'll tell you what was, uh, what I realized too, man, is I had created a massive level of frustration for myself because everyone was coming to me for answers and everyone was asking me questions about why did you do this? Why did you do that? Because they had no information. They, they didn't know like the rest of the team, you know, the rest of my partners, even, you know, I was doing this, I'd make this financial decision or we would do this over here or let's be honest, I'd move money from here to pay this so I could pay this guy the next week. And everyone's asking questions. And I, I had created all that. That yeah. was all my fault uh, by leaving everyone else in the dark. Uh, so that's, you know, big, big turn we had to make right there. I mean, I, I had to start letting all those things go so that I'm not the one I can't be the one with the answers all the yeah. time, right? If, if only one person in the room has the answers, that's a disaster. For sure. So you've got to be able to push that down and let everybody else make decisions. Trust your team and let them do what they're doing and understand that they they may not make the same decision that you're going to make every time. Right. That doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. It's just Absolutely. not the one you would make. That's right. So let them make that decision and then just go with it and go from there. And if you need to guide it back in a different direction, guide it there. But let them make that decision and let everybody – do their kind job. Of, yeah, let them yeah. do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. huge. For the sure. only six months of my life was when I gave up the role that I had inside of my company and I hired someone else to do it. And people would want to come to me and I had to draw a line in the sand to say, That's a that's a so and so question. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. and and I want so bad to just give that quick answer. And I I would say, you know, you need to run that by so and so, you know, and like they, they would or your you know, your manager run that by management. They and it would circumvent, and I know it's slowing the process down. And for six months, man, I would lay in bed, and I'm like, my team's losing it. Like, they, you know, that like they, there's like this whole thing because we're in this growth pattern, and you know, we went from being five people in an office, and everybody's friendly and sh- small, and they're used to yeah. asking me a question, I give them an answer. And now I'm like having to force it into something else. And but after that, that six months paved the way for the next sixty years. You know what I mean? Sure. To where I don't have to sit in that pressure anymore. And so it's a, it's a. That's scale. It's, yeah. It's terrible, but it's it's also necessary. <laughs> and back to what you're saying about scaling, I mean, you know, I've always kind of looked at it like you get to a point. Like if you're 
if you're doing the right things as a company, there's no staying the same, right? Yeah. You're either moving forward or you're Stagnant's moving backwards. Dying. Exactly. Yeah. You're going forward or you're going backwards. So you you get – we quickly – we really quickly got to that point. I mean, we really did. I mean, we you know, to go, um, you know, from one truck to 11 in about a year, I mean, that's – that's pretty wild. And now we're up toward the 20 mark, you know and I mean? And we're continuing to grow. Um, but we shot up there like a rocket, you know what I mean? And then we sat there for months. And then what, what happened was, well, this truck started to break and that truck started to break and that, you know what I'm saying? And like, there we go. And now we're going down. And I realized like, hey, the, the reason, the reason we're going down is because we've sat here for the last four months, Got five months. Cool. And just, we just been running. We didn't keep moving forward. Um, and a lot of that was a big piece of that was we had gotten so busy and so tied in just to day-to-day operations. All we were doing, we were just coming in and putting out fires every day, yeah. right? Um, so there was no opportunity really to grow. So you've got to sometimes, you know, as crazy as it sounds, maybe let that fire burn a little bit and just step away from it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, um, and take a different direction and get back to doing what you were doing. And really realize, and I'm with you. I, I said we've said it several times, but I'm not the guy to run it every single day. I'm not. I need to be the one hopping in the truck, going find, going talk to our customer. Yeah. I need to be the one, you know, figuring out. Hey, oh, you've got an Atlanta market. Cool. We'll be there. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna yeah. come run your Atlanta market, For even sure. though I don't want to. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I think great. the important thing too to know is like I don't know about y'all, but I kind of felt like a dick that first initial time that I like stepped away and like would let the fires kind of burn like that that's a tough time personally too right because they eat you alive because you know you have the right answer but you know that they have to fall before they um gain traction and confidence in their role so you kind of gotta let them like and but at the same token you can't say hey I'm not going to answer these questions because I needed you to fail so you kind of feel like a like an asshole during that type Uh, not only that but it's your assets burning yeah it's your money going down too and like you said earlier too like you know you were here and you were down but now you're back up but i think that's part of scaling right i don't think that's necessarily i kind of said that it was getting complacent but then i thought about it it's not really complacent it was you're just trying to figure out how to level off before you continue to take back off Right. right i think scaling is not like just a straight line up right there's downs and ups and waves and shit because you just it's business shit happens and, yeah, yeah you know uh you take take the wrong turn but you get back on the right track and boom you're right back off to the top yeah true so i don't i don't i don't necessarily think that it's, it's cyclical too because you go from this moment of like we can't pay the bills you know like yeah I'm, i got 30-day terms i'm paying on day 45 and then you get sales up and now you're like you're paying your head you're like i got plenty of money man i pay them boys <laughs> when they send the invoice pay them boys and then, the IRS and then your damn bill or yeah. some shit well or that or you're like hey we need to buy 20 more trucks yeah well yeah. then all of a sudden you're the biggest you've ever been and you're right back to i got 30-day terms i'm paying on day 51 you know what i mean i'm getting yep. like you don't it's almost like you feel like you're failing when you go back into that but it's it's necessary yeah. to get yeah. to that next level that was like us in our storage operation. I mean, we lost money, you know, it's, we're on month 10 or whatever it is. Um, we, we probably lost money six to seven months this year where if we wouldn't have scaled into storage, we would have cash flowed like a, a mofo, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, like it's kind of like necessary to take that step back. And then even our first three years, like, you know, I buy a truck every time I had enough to buy a truck plus 
a thousand dollars to keep in the bank, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just part of it, right? You got it, like you said, like yeah. it's all risk and no risk, no reward, right? Well, and that was a big thing too. You know, well, you know, we, all right, cool. We 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 have two trucks. We made good money. All right, buy three and four. Yep. Now we have no money. Yep. Oh oh, and it's ten thousand dollars a week in fuel. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we. Now we've got to have this many loads. Well, it rained all week. <laughs> Can't pour concrete in the rain. You know what I'm saying? So all these little things start jumping in. And like you're saying, now you're, you're you know, thank God for relationships with your fuel company because <laughs> you're in the hole. Yeah. And you can still call them and be like, man, I promise if you bring me this fuel, I'll pay you. You know what I'm saying? So so just pushing pushing ahead. But then you get to to the point where, all right, now, you know, how do we, how do we jump? What's our next yeah. jump? Well, we've got to go. We've got to talk to the bank now. We've got to find some investors. We've got to do this because it's just been really money out of the pocket all in in the beginning. Yeah. And then every dime the company made growing into the next piece. And in our case, every dime that the transportation company made went to support the shop, you know, and then the, the shop, you know, it went through, it's going through its ups and downs, you yeah. know, and it, it had a really good week, made payroll, and then it had four weeks where it didn't. The yeah. transportation's covering everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's terrible. You know, really good week where, okay, now it can help with the, the rent on the place. And now it has it in three months. Yeah. Transportation's or covering everything. Or now trucks broke down and tra transportation's slacking a little bit. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, or, and in our case, I mean, you know, what I, I love is the fact that we've got people there to fix our own equipment. Well, what I hate is when our equipment breaks and we've got to pay them to do it, right? Yeah. Because now it's like you're supporting one business is supporting both businesses, right? Because yeah. you're, you're paying out both sides. So That's tricky. But but th there's that, that risk, again, of jumping in there and trying to find that money. All right, cool. We're going to jump both feet in million dollars deep whatever and get in there and try it again work. yeah try to grow yeah. it yeah i love it for sure all right so let's do some hot seat questions man all right all get right. the squirm on right? all right <laughs> um so going back and taking that first step and doing it with a business partner right mm -hmm. there, I, I deal with this every single day so many people are like partnerships don't work right there's no friends in business all this kind of stuff so looking back on that the chance to to take a new adventure again would you partner up or would you look to go solo no i'd partner up man yeah. i'd partner up yeah and and you know a little bit skewed for me it's my wife and two of my really good friends yep. uh all military people i can trust you know what i'm saying like so not a bad experience there in any way had some in the past but i'd still partner up man absolutely absolutely i, I yeah. think so many people are afraid of the partner situation yeah, yeah. And, and i'm telling you right now, i'd partner on anything yeah you could go so much it, like we, we have a coach that, that we both sat under for a year or so and he said man if you want to go f go fast go alone if you want to go far go together yeah and uh, that partnership is you know there is some some negative but 100 percent, man partnership of course. Is where it's at yeah so um all the businesses you've been in is there anything that you've started that kind of failed uh yeah, I had some some smaller stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Uh, this one didn't necessarily fail. It just I I had to hand it off. Yeah, because I was in the military. But I did start a, a construction company. Okay, back in the early two thousands, uh, while I was on active duty, and then I was helping guys frame houses on weekends. And I had a team, and it grew really rapidly. We ended up uh, we were building uh, three styles, but we had a contract to do about a hundred houses for this company, and it was rocking on. And then you know. It was time for me to leave, so I handed yeah. it off to my my friend and cousin and everybody that was there helping me doing it, and they tanked it in about a month. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that one went down, and then uh, I had a uh, had a t shirt business that I was okay. running while I was in the military too, doing some stuff, and and it it was going pretty good, but it 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 crashed. Tanked. Yeah, yeah. 
So what what kind of lessons did you get out of those? Do you think? Well, biggest lesson for both of those men is, is is that just the involvement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as soon as I started to pull myself away from either one of those, it's the flame kind of went out. And yeah. You know, realizing that that your dream is not everybody else's dream, or your goal and your vision is not everyone else's. So if it's something you want and you're passionate about, you've got to stay with it. You've got to push it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So what's next for you? Oh, man. We're family wise, we're moving. We're moving in closer to Greenville, a little bit closer to work and school and stuff for kids and things like that. And then uh, uh, we're looking to, like everybody else, man, getting into some development and doing some things there. Diversify. uh, Yeah, diversify out a little bit hopefully uh let some money make some money and do some things like that nice yeah well if people are looking for you where, where can they find you at yeah we're at one tall pines road in fountain inn okay uh we do have a, a shop full service shop there it's not just diesel we do anything man nice. we've worked on boats and lawnmowers all the way up to giant trucks and everything else so i just say if you you know come see us um you know our biggest thing is is trying to be honest with people yep uh we'll, we'll show you your bill before we do it you know what i mean and and really just you know want to build relationships with people and 100%. get in with with good companies man and grow absolutely yeah. i couldn't recommend your business enough i mean we use you regular i mean i think you're probably at my shop every day picking it, up a truck yeah i think so yeah, yeah. Uh, i was happy that we have 700 trucks <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh definitely stand behind your work and man of man of integrity and do great work and couldn't fit, uh, find a better mechanic you know like mechanics are kind of scary people yeah. to, to, to approach right especially in a transportation business where you, and you don't know nothing about trucks, right? You like you just take it there and trust that yeah. what they say is broken was. And really what we want to do, and like like we've really tried to do with you guys is, uh, I want to be, we want to be an extension of, of your company for, for sure. Like if you've got a problem with the truck, like you know, if, we don't do body work. Yeah. But we found someone that does body work for your type of vehicle, yep. and we come pick your truck up, and we get it done, and we bring it back to you. So now that's off your table. You don't no have to worry about for that. us. We don't have to sweat. Exactly. Finding if somebody. it's fiberglass or paint no. or engine or exhaust or what tires, you know, yeah. or whatever, like we're stocking your tires at our shop now. Yeah. So when you have an issue, we fix it. You know what I mean? So we want to find companies that we can partner with, man, and just be an extension of that, just like we've done for Thomas. Their trucks, our trucks, essentially are their trucks. They're yep. running cement for them. You know, our shop is essentially your shop. Yeah. You you know, it's just you don't have to worry about the power bill. You know what 100%. I mean? We just take care of it. So that's what we're looking Love for. It. Yeah. So what's a good contact number? Yeah, it's 864-605-1684. Yep. On the oh. website? Uh, working on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's common. That's where I'm, you don't need I am absolutely terrible at any of that. <laughs> He's like, Hey, I've got, I don't need a website, bro. I got, I got one client. It's like just funneling me in. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, you're good. Yeah. Well, cool. Cool, yeah, man. That was great. Appreciate you. Show. Appreciate no, your service. You and um, yeah, man, keep kicking ass.